Welcome to another episode of the Huntington University Comets Podcast. I am your host, Shane Alberani. Thank you for joining me for this episode because we are going to go behind the scenes. Now, you think you've been behind the scenes before, but we're going to go behind that with Comets Equipment Manager, Skylar Garber. Skylar, only 25 years old, but he's a well-traveled young man, and he's got all the great stories already. And I'll tell you what, between him and uh, his assistant, uh, Brendan Fitzgerald, I don't know where we would be without these guys. They are terrific hard workers, and they keep everything moving. So uh, this is actually such a good interview, we had to make it a two-parter. So this is part number one with myself and Skylar Garber. Around the locker room, I'm okay, but I like I go home and my mom's like, oh my gosh, what are you saying? I'm like, ah, sorry, mom. I'll dial it in. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's a rough job. Uh, I mean... I never understood, you know, how, uh, why Joe was always grumpy, but then I started to see, now I know why Joe is grumpy. Yeah. It, uh, the first year that I worked with Joe, I was like, man, this guy is upset. And then I'm three years in now and I'm like saying some of the same things, dealing with some of the same things. Yeah. I'm like, I get it now. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. You get to see it from the other side. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. You had to dress as the backup goaltender, which is something that is not unusual in minor league hockey. But uh, I think the fact that you had to dress like two minutes before the game was going to start was, yeah. the, was the big thing. It was interesting. Um, obviously, Hughes, he had some stuff going on. He wasn't able to play. And uh, it was kind of, I wouldn't say panic mode, but it was just like, well, we got to figure this out. Like, you know, <laughs> we don't have a backup goalie now. So, uh he was off with the doctor getting taken care of what he needed to and uh i kind of like was trying to get his gear off of him while he was like <laughs> dealing with right. his stuff and i'm like man like uh, this stuff soaked like he had just taken warm up <laughs> i didn't up. think about that yeah That's, he's taking yeah. warm up and he was supposed to be the starter so he's got his routine of like spraying water in his own yeah. face and everything else and i'm like oh my gosh like that stuff is wet <laughs> Uh, it also doesn't help. I'm 5'11". He's 6'3". <laughs> I was going to say, I don't yeah, think any of that It was kind of like wearing my dad's gear. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh my goodness. So like the He wears like a 2X chest and an extra large arm. <laughs> and I'm like, it's down on like the tops of my hands. I'm like, oh my goodness. And on top of that, I started playing hockey when I was two years old. And that was the first time I've ever put ice hockey goalie gear on. Really? I'm equipment <laughs> manager for five years now. And I've never worn ice hockey goalie gear <laughs> until then. And I was like, wow, go figure. So like... I don't want to distract Mario. He's obviously like about yeah. to play, and I'm like yeah. asking him, like, "Hey, man, where does this go?" <laughs> and he's like trying to dial it in. I'm like, "Ah, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out." Uh, I know how to fix goalie gear. I just don't know yeah. how to put it on. Yeah. So <clears throat> that's where that's where we were. It's like, oh my goodness. So uh, I put everything on, and uh, I had to call the, like the league and let them know what was going on because obviously it said he was on the back of my jersey, yeah. and uh, I think that was a little confusing for you, even like. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was like trying to make sure everybody knew, and uh, I had to like text my mom because she's watching the game, or my dad, or whoever at home. And I'm like, hey, just so you know, like if anything goes wrong, like this is what's gonna happen. Uh, so she was freaking out, I'm sure, but uh, yeah. So went out there and sat on the bench, and like the reaction from the guys was the funniest thing in the world. Like to see me walking down the tunnel and like could barely move because his pads are so big and. Sat down on the bench, and the first thing that I saw was Brandon Hawkins. Obviously, he's playing for Toledo, and he skates by, and he goes, oh, my God. And that was the first thing that he said, and I was like, oh, boy, he saw. Uh, I know quite a few guys on Toledo. I know uh, Fraser a little bit. I obviously know Gazzola. Yeah. Gaz yeah. came over after after Coop High sticked him, so he's got two like things up his nose, and he's bleeding still. 
skates right in front of me. He goes, oh my God, I can't believe what I'm seeing. I said, well, at least I still look better than you, Gaz. And he started dying laughing. I was like, yeah, how about that? So, Yeah, Hawk, I can't imagine uh, what he had uh, loaded up for you. Yeah, I can't say it. It was funny. Uh, some of the stuff I said back was funnier. I, w- I would like to think I won that exchange, but unfortunately, it cannot be repeated. So it was uh, it was pretty funny. Though. Well, it, I, I actually tested, uh, texted Hawk after that game because he had the, the Michigan move game. Uh, he, did, yeah. he did. And I'm like, where was that last year? Yeah. I had a perfect call for that, and you just totally stiffed me. Well, and <clears throat> I've been a group message with him, so I, I just sent him a text. I said, just so you know, that wouldn't have happened if I was in the cage. So, <laughs> so he said, yeah, you're probably right. So sports center number two, top ten, yeah, not happening. If, if this guy's in the cage, not getting past me. So yeah, no, I was I was completely fooled. Uh, of course, I'm just given the lineup, and it took about five minutes, maybe two or three saves. I'm like that's that's not right. That doesn't look like that. No, and then just when I thought that, my phone started to blow up. And I'm yeah. like, okay, now I am yeah. correct. And then I'm looking at the bench. I'm like, well, there's no one on the bench. And then I saw maybe at the 10 minute mark you come down sure. and I'm, I'm not even because you got a hat on I'm thinking, oh, oh yeah. okay it's Hughes he's sat, sitting down something happened to warm up so I can sure. only assume that sure. uh, but then at the end of the period you started walking down the tunnel I'm like his hair's not that long <laughs> who is that <laughs> yeah it was pretty funny I mean I like people didn't didn't know because Hughes kind of got long hair too yeah. it's kind of obviously much shorter yeah. than mine but uh yeah he he <laughs> it was it was an interesting experience the only thing I can say is thank god I did not have to go in uh, obviously, Joe's got his story and a yeah, bunch exactly. of other equipment guys. Now, the only thing that frustrated me, Billy Higgins is an equipment manager in Wheeling. He's done this. I think he told me he's backed up 99 games wow. in a 20-year career. Yeah. And I don't mean to disrespect him for getting a year. I think yeah. he's at 20 years. Yeah. Could be more. Um, the only way you get a game played is if you get a penalty. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I called the ref over after the game. I know Rocco pretty well. I know the line's been better. <clears throat> and I said, hey... His name's Chad Fuller. I said, Folsey, can you do me a favor? He's like, what's up? I said, I need a 10-minute misconduct. <laughs> He's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I only get a game played if I get a penalty, and I need this to go down in like the record books here. Like, I got I to gotta have something to show for it. Doesn't have my name on my jersey. I don't have anything. I'm not even on the lineup card. Like, man, give me a, give me a 10. Something. And he's like, well, but you have to do something. And I said, okay. oh, really? I said, well, then, and that's where we're going to keep it PG. But I said some things, and he's dying laughing because he knows I'm only saying it to yeah. try to get him to tend me. And uh, they didn't do it. So I guess I got to come up with some better material. Yeah, I think, yeah. well, maybe we'll put our heads together. We'll, we'll yeah. think of something. Well, I had some things, and I think it was like, it was, if I would have said what I was thinking of saying, it would have been like a suspension instead of a 10. So it was like, ah. Yeah, I gotta keep it. Gotta keep it on the wraps. I don't know. I would have seen where that line was. The qu- see, and the question I want to ask Joe Ernst is, I want to know if I get suspended as a player, can I still be there as an equipment manager? Like yeah. that's where it's like, hmm. I'd like to. I'd like to find out what the what the rule on that is. I like it. You're testing the boundaries. I'm a yeah, big fan listen, of that. I mean, I think Joe made history by making saves. I'm not going to make saves, so I got to make history somehow, right? So the equipment manager that got suspended or something like that. I, I don't know if it's ever happened, but uh, I'm telling you right now, if if there's a first, it's probably going to be me at some point. <laughs> Did you uh, say anything to to Mario? Hey, whatever you do, you stay in this game. I don't care if... (laughs) No, I I really did. It was kind of funny. I tried to leave him alone, but he came over at the first media timeout. And, uh, like, Toledo's a pretty tight bench. So the backup goalie sits on the left side where I normally am behind him. So down in front is always, like, a towel, a Gatorade bottle, a water bottle for them for when they come over for the media timeout. So I put it out there for him, which is what the backup normally does. And he, he grabbed his water... I can't remember what the score was. Maybe one nothing at that point, whatever it was. And uh, 
he looks over at me and he just starts dying laughing. He looks at me and goes, I can't even look at you, man. <laughs> and I was like, I know. I know, man. I was like, <laughs> so then it became a running joke. Then the next home game, I, I told him, I said, hey, just so you know, I'll be at the other end of the bench. If you need any advice or anything, let me know. And I just started throwing terms out there. I was like, yeah, the RVH that you did on that one, different goalie terms, just giving him a hard time. So it was pretty funny. But he's a good kid. He took it well. And, uh, I mean, he played an unbelievable game for him to yeah. for him to take warm yeah. up, not thinking he was playing, and then five minutes later yeah. he's out there playing like he's unbelievable. But well, I'd start critiquing him every practice. Yeah, you know? I, well, and I do, <laughs> I do, I did before, and I still do. Um, yeah, that was a big question. I called my mom right after, and she's like, "Were you nervous?" I was like, "No," because like, here's here's the thing: if I get in that game, all wheels have fallen off of that wagon, right? So. There are zero expectations. I'm not expected to save one puck if I get in there. Yeah. I've never played goalie. Joe at least had experience playing right, goalie, right? Right. Never once. So I get in that game. They're supposed to score 100 goals. I make one save. It's the best thing I've ever done. So am I nervous? No, not at all. Now I'm telling you right now, Brandon Hawkins gets near my crease. I'm two-handing him in the shin, and I'm going <laughs> to well, stir some issues I, up. I don't think that Hawk would have came near you because he would have been drilling you right in the beak. That is, yeah, that is true, too. And I, I'm telling have, you right now, if Hawk would have hit me in the head, we would have had some beef. He wouldn't have tried to yeah. get past you, trust well, me. We he would have tried to inflict damage. If, if Hawk hits me in the head with a shot, we're going to be on Sports Center <laughs> for a completely different reason. Completely different reason. Oh, I love that guy. Can't yeah. say enough about him. No, good cat. Really good cat. Yeah, hopefully we'll get him back one day. But We will see. Yeah, so. So, uh, well, you took over as equipment manager as one of the craziest seasons ever, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So what was it like for you? I mean, you had, you were trained and ready to go, and then you had all these safety protocols and everything else. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, it was like 30 pages of... of when we started to play of, of safety things you had to do. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually in Orlando, Florida, sitting around a pool, and I had had some beverages that day, and I got a call at 11.30 at night from Benny saying, hey, we're playing. And I was like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't like I was disappointed we were playing. It was just I could already foresee like everything that needed to yeah. be done. And right. I think at that point we had like, six guys on the roster seven guys right. that were like confirmed and then obviously once you tell them we're playing who's gonna back out i mean you had guys retire yeah. after that you had i mean hazy obviously yeah. poach i know poach that was his last year like yeah. it, it was it was crazy but uh so like i automatically like you want to talk about sober and up pretty quick like <laughs> i was like oh my gosh <laughs> so it's like 11 30 at night i'm on my computer for like two and a half hours like trying to get everything order wise ready to go so i can submit it the yeah, first you, thing you didn't the order an yeah. anything you had nothing nothing um so luckily luckily we were the only team obviously to come in late yeah so the reps were kind of like dialed in as right, far as like okay yeah, yeah we yeah. don't have any we don't have 15 other teams coming in it's just yeah. you guys so here's your stuff so that was good um the protocols were what killed me though um <laughs> like we can't say enough about Maddie. Like obviously yeah. we had zero COVID cases, the only team in the yeah. entire league. Like it, it was a, a joint effort where it, I, I haven't had a normal season yet. Right. Well, neither is Benny. Neither no, is yeah, Benny. It, it's like, yeah. so sometimes like David will say stuff to me and like, we'll, we'll be having conversations and he's like, well, this is how we've always done it. And I'm like, Hey Dave, <laughs> we have never done it. We've never way. done it this way for me. Like my first year gets canceled short. My second year shortened. And then now we're, we're finally into the first uh, 72 game season. So it's, uh, it's been a wild ride. Uh, the first year to jump in like that and obviously to win, like, yeah, yeah it's unbelievable feeling. Uh, 
uh, a bunch of the equipment guys around the league were giving me a bunch of a bunch of crap about it. They're like, "I've been in this league 17 years and haven't won. How did you do it your first year?" I said, "Well, listen, they didn't pay me for my looks. You know what I'm saying? So they liked that one, but no, it was good. So yeah, the, the protocols were tough. I mean, even coming into this year, we didn't know what to expect. Yeah, um, yeah. It's luckily been not too bad protocol wise, uh, but yeah, I mean, and I think a lot of winning is, is the group that you have, right? So last year, our group was so tight because legitimately the only places we were allowed to go yeah. were where the other people were going. Yeah. So you spend that much time with guys outside the rink and uh, it was uh, it was enough to keep everybody tight and, and keep everything dialed in. And uh, yeah, I think I think it, it speaks wonders to uh, the kind of groups that Benny's have brought in. Three years in a row, it's been an unbelievable environment in the locker and it goes to show when you have success and you're around good guys, it, Definitely helps out. And what's cool for you is that, how old are you? 25. Okay, you're the same age as these players. And yep. I think that's a, a, such a unique thing because, again, I, I'm an old school guy. I think of all the equipment managers, Joe, as these old, sure. kind of crusty old men. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And then here you come in. I mean, you're not the adult figure. You are, you're one of the guys. Yeah, and, and yeah. I think that, that kind of, it's a it's beneficial to me because yeah. it's like you kind of understand it a bit. And I never played pro, but I played in college. Um, so you kind of even understand a little bit better, like game days and leaving guys alone when they have yeah. the routine, stuff like that. But it, it, some of the best friends I've made my entire life have come through the four-wing comets and like guys that are going to stand in my wedding at some point, and, yeah. like, stuff like that, because we're all the same age and like share the same yeah. interests and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's it's a really cool, uh, really cool experience for me right now uh, to be this age and like see other people, yeah. like see them be successful. Ben Jones played his first NHL game. I shot him a quick text right away. Yeah. Like you're seeing cool stuff that like people your age are becoming successful, and it's like this is awesome. Yeah, and and players know right away to get to be friends with the equipment manager. Yeah, to get <laughs> to get you on their side. Yeah, it's uh, it's like an unspoken rule through pro hockey. Like that's the one guy you don't piss off. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I can make yeah. your life a living hell. I really can. I won't. Yeah, I, I've got a little bit more respect yeah. for my job, but yeah. I can. I promise. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it, at the end of the day, like every I've had very very few like less than a handful of like guys I've met in my room that I was like nah not a fan yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. everybody's quirky everybody's yeah. got their own things and goalies are pretty weird but yeah. as long as you know goalies are weird going into it you get along with them <laughs> um, so outside of that I mean you're gonna have a few guys that rub you raw and then you'll realize in five minutes later that like oh I mean this guy's brand new like give him a break he doesn't know blah 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 so yeah, I, uh, it's it's the one guy you want to befriend, that's for sure. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so what is the weirdest request you've had so far? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not naming names, but he can. <laughs> oh, I can. I don't care. Uh, AJ Jenks had the same cup and, and, like, jock that he used from when he was, like, 18 or 19, his first year pro, and we had to sew it together probably 25 <laughs> times. And, like, when I talk about, like, sanitizing, like, I had, like, four pairs of, like, nitrile gloves on. Like, I think I threw the sewing needle away afterwards. Like, it was... Yeah, and then I finally got him into a new one, and then that one ripped, and he's like, see, that's why you don't go away from old trusty. I was like, yeah, sounds good, man. Um, other than that, like, weird requests. I don't know. It's It's been... We've been pretty good. Like most guys, don't really need that much. I mean, at this point in their careers, well, they're pretty. Well, like dialed you said, in. that guys. I remember Jason Binkley wore the same shoulder pads since he was a kid. Yeah, he always had and, to and get fixed. Yeah, we have a lot of guys like yeah. that, and uh, it's it's all just so. And it's kind of cool too when you see like pro like like vet guys yeah. from other like pro leagues, pro teams that come in with the same gear that they're still using. Like you can see how other yeah. guys were thinking when they fixed it. So yeah. it's kind of like I don't even know how to put it. I guess it's like. 
you're looking at other people's work and trying to figure out how to like prolong it even more. Like yeah. Justin Vibe shoulder pads were the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like he legitimately has like a, a football like like protector, like a quarterback or running back would wear on their back. Yeah. And it's riveted to the back of his shoulder pads because of his like I mean he's net front all the time, yeah. just getting cross tracked. <laughs> yeah. Came off and I looked at it and I'm like, how the hell am I gonna get this back on? <laughs> started realizing I'm like they riveted it which is like a, a legitimate piece of metal like yeah. if that goes into them that hurts yeah. he's like ah I'd rather that than a stick <laughs> I was like alright man so you see some cool things like especially like Viber and Janksy like the older guys that are still using the same gear that they've had like it's it's cool um, but yeah I think request wise that would probably be it like making the old stuff last um, and you've got some guys like we had a couple NHL guys come down that I won't say names but like <laughs> They're humbled quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like our, our league's incredible. Like the Frocky, like ownership has been unbelievable as far as like yeah. they take care of guys way better than most teams in this league. But when you're at the American Hockey League and the NHL level, like things are a little bit different. Like a prime example, Drake Rimshaw. Uh, yeah. This year, yeah. it was yeah. one of our first games. We were in Kalamazoo and we showed up. We morning skated here, got on the bus, drove to Kalamazoo. And so we're going for one game and coming right back. So I only pack three sticks for each guy. Yeah. If you break three sticks in one game, like, good for you, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, we're out of luck. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So we get there, and Drake's like, hey, I need a new stick. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I just I, I want a new one. I was like, cool. Rimmer, <laughs> we're here for one game. Why didn't you ask me before we left? And he's like, you don't pack fresh sti like sticks. Yeah. I was like, Drake, we left at two. We're going to be back by midnight. No, I didn't yeah. bring you. You have three sticks right there. Yeah. He's like. Well, in the NHL, they pack like three sticks for every game brand new. I was like, Rimmer, you're not in the National League anymore, buddy. You're not in the National League anymore. So that was a funny moment. He always he always gives me crap about that. He's like, yeah, Scott, you're the best coming guy I ever had, except for you don't pack fresh sticks for road trips. I was like, yeah, whatever you say, man. Whatever you say, man. But yeah, it's just little things like that that don't make adjustments. Uh, guys come down and they're expecting like... So the big thing I think that's the difference is <clears throat> in the American League, you have athletic trainers and assistant athletic trainers, and you yeah. have this trainer and that trainer. So everything is packed. Like when you right, come for right. a road trip, all their bags are packed. The other thing, most teams travel the day before to go to their games. Right. With us, it's we like if up, we're going to like, Indy, yeah. if we're going to Kalamazoo, Cincy even, like we're going that day. So like I've talked with every vet that I've had come in. I'm like, hey, like we can pack bags. I got no problem doing it. But would you rather have dry stuff or pack stuff? Like dry stuff a million times yeah. over. So most of the time guys show up and they'll pack their own bags. Like I'll pull bags and everything and it'll be ready to go. Everything's passed out for them. All they got to do is throw it in, but it gives it another half hour, maybe 45 minutes to dry. Well, the first couple, first couple times that like American league guys will come down, they'll be like, what's going on here? Like, what do you mean, man? Like pack your stuff. We're going to, we're going to play yeah. hockey. Like, and they, they've adjusted really well. I mean, it, they understand it. Once I kind of explain everything and they realize like, yeah, we're not going the day before. So this is yeah. how it is. It's how it's got to be. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely, there's minor little adjustments like that when you don't have six trainers and you have three yeah. of us that, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's a big, a big step, uh, up to have that much yeah. more help. Yeah. Well, so. and, and, and nobody realizes how hard you guys work. I mean, you, Maddie and Fitzy, I mean, I, I mean, I, I get tired just watching you guys half the time. It's, <laughs> it, it's something that like, I have all these, like, so obviously my equipment room is off to the right side of the locker room. So I've got to go like out near where the fans are walking. Yeah. And I'll have people like say my name or like try to say hello to me. And I'm always trying to be nice. And then they're like, why is he so grumpy? And I'm like, man, 
I'm not grumpy, but it's <laughs> your focus. It's 10:30 at night. Yeah. And I got here at seven o'clock this morning, yeah. and I'm going on hour 15, and I've yeah. got another three hours at least before I get out of here, and then we got to do it all over again tomorrow. Yeah. So it's 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 not like I'm grumpy. I'm just so tired that yeah. like I'm drinking coffee at 9:30 at night just to make it through the second period. Yeah, but uh, I mean, like for instance, you know, we'll, we'll play a home game on Saturday night. Then we got to get on the bus and go to Wheeling to mm-hmm. play a five o'clock game. Yeah. I mean, what the logistics of that? First of all, uh, nightmare fuel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we we do it quite often. We've so. got another one coming up. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's not fun. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, like the Frankies take care of us really well. So what we'll do is we'll order food for the entire team. It gets delivered right to the rink. Normally they load it right onto the bus. Bus will be waiting outside after the game. Guys get undressed and they unpack literally right into their bags. Me and Fitz here standing there taping sticks up, putting those in the stick bag. Trunks loaded, everything's loaded. We're on the. We should be on the bus headed to Wheeling within 45 minutes after the game's over. Yeah, should be. Sometimes guys <laughs> eat, take longer, say hello to their families, everything else, long showers, long ice baths, whatever it is. But for for what my job is after the game, it should take us no more than 45 minutes. Which is kind of crazy to think about. It is. You just you just finished the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And within 45 minutes, we're on our way to another yeah. city. But, I mean, 25 guys or however many guys are traveling. You got Benny and Legs. You got everybody's, like, stuff going onto the bus. Luckily, when we go to Wheel, we've got the trailer. So, we literally just roll everything yeah. right into the trailer. Everything's good there. We don't have to pack it real nice and neat. You kind of just throw it in. We'll deal with it when we get there. Um, but... 45 minutes. That's, that's my goal time every time. <laughs> well, and then you roll into Wheeling. What, are we at 5 a.m.? And we have to go to the rink first. Then we, we stop have... talking about this. <laughs> You're giving me nightmares I, I, already. I, I'm no, I'm kidding. To, I'm kidding. The, 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 the yeah. behind-the-scenes yeah. look of yeah. all this, that it, how yep. the insanity yep. of that, again, people just don't realize. But, you know, we get to the rink at, like, say, 5 a.m., 5.30, yep. and we have to take everything off, yep. obviously, and then you guys stay. You don't go back to the hotel to have a nap like the rest of us. No. Is that you guys have got to sleep at the rink, essentially. Correct. Yeah. yeah. We're there to set up, and then that's why, like, me and Benny have a pretty good thing going right now. We're I kind of like give him a couple gift cards and he cancels morning skate because then I've got a few hours to sleep in. It's, it's a good thing. I don't know if I can ruin that by talking about it, but yeah, morning skates, like it, I, I don't mind it. I understand the reason for it, but like when you're back to back like that, yeah. it's like, oh my goodness. And then go figures like, and it's no fault of their own. That's what it's there for. But like yeah. the, the backup goalie's like playing the next day. So he wants shots. Uh, yeah. So it's like three people on the ice and you're like, oh my goodness, I could be in bed right now. But Obviously, it's my job. That's what I signed up for. That's what you're there for. It's it's there for them. Um, but yeah, so it's it, the the morning skate is uh, if if we get the wheel at 5 a.m. and there's a morning skate at 10, I'm not a happy camper. <laughs> I'm not not at all. That's the that's the days that I sit in the stands by myself with AirPods in and I just watch to make sure everything goes okay and don't talk to me for a couple hours until at least I have three more cups of coffee. So. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, it's even for me. It's still, it's still absolutely yeah. And the 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 first time we did that trip this year, um, you had your. I I mean, I did a double take. I thought it was Joe Franke when we got off the bus, (laughs) when we got to the rink, and you said something, and I like had a flashback. I'm like, what? And I'm looking. Oh, it is Skyler. Can you say what I said, or was it bad? I don't even remember. It it was. It it was just (laughs) so Joe. I couldn't believe it, and uh, I remember it was it was because the barricade to the rink they they didn't they was still barricaded they didn't oh lose. yeah and you said that and I got off the bus and helped Joe like I have to I have to help this man because he's clearly I on the edge. About that. Yeah, I don't even remember what I said. Like, sometimes I say some things and then I look back like an hour later and I'm like, ah, probably shouldn't have said that. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, 
that's the one that's the one nice part about this job like everybody asks me like you like this job you love it i'm like you know what i do like at the yeah. end of the day the hours stink like i'm not gonna yeah. lie about it there's no yeah. sugar coating it the hours stink however find me another job where somebody asks me for something i tell them to whatever you know what i mean like kick rocks pound sand as a joke we both laugh about it i go do it and i'm not fired by noon like it's you can't do it if you're in an office setting and somebody goes hey i need this fax to so-and-so and and you look at the boss and go yeah pound sand kick rocks whatever you say to him you're gonna pack your boxes up that day and you're gonna leave here you may you say something funny like oh pd me and pd have a really good relationship like he'll ask for things and like i always give him heck for it no matter what it is i'm always He'll come to me like day of a practice and be like, hey, Scott, I'm sorry, but like, do you mind sharpening my skates? And I'll look at him and go, Petey, I didn't plan on working today, man. Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and like, so I'll take his skates down. And I go, here, I did them. You know, bring them back. Here, I did them. But I'll tell you right now, it's not going to help you skate. I'm not a miracle worker. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just little things like that. Like, yeah. you can't say that stuff in an office. And it's, it's so cool, too, because you get to see different personalities and you make different yeah. jokes with guys like me and Marcus McIver have a whole pregame routine. <laughs> like and he gives me a bunch of crap about my hair, but it's like not crap. Like he's joking around about it. Like I always try to not look homeless with my hair when I go out onto the bench. So I always walk through the locker room and Marky always tells me hair looks good sky, but not great. There's definitely room for improvement. So that's like our running joke. Always got room for improvement. So there's a there's a lot of cool cool relationships that you can you can make out of this job where it's just yeah. little quirky things that people remember and uh, yeah that's cool yeah and and for this year with so many guys coming in and out yeah what is that like because obviously you can't even get to know anybody and someone some plays one day and they're gone two days later it, it, honestly that's probably the most tough part because yeah. you, you want to take care of everybody the best you can yeah. you want to give them hoodies and t-shirts and hats and this and that like make them feel like they're a part yeah. of the comments but like with with the player movement like we just straight up don't have enough stuff sometimes like i'm like yeah. well sorry man like i had a bunch of size larges and now i've only got extra larges and you're swimming in it but it's all i've got because i had seven other new guys come in that all took your size so yeah. guys have been pretty understanding but it, it's definitely tough because you can't really establish like a good good relationship yeah. with some guys and like especially like Hughes, he was a really good kid like he was really good to me and fitzy yeah. and now he's going to go back home and take care of some, some stuff that he's got going on yeah. and it's like got to know him a bit and now he's gone yeah I have a feeling we'll probably see him back at some point. He's he's a really good cat, so uh, wishing the best for him. But yeah, I think it's 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 a, it's all part of the job. I think it was a eye opening experience. My first year, uh, I became really good friends with Mark Olivier Duquette. Oh yeah, and, and he wasn't around right now. And we long, traded, yeah, yeah we yeah. traded him. And it was like that was the first time we got rid of a player that I was like genuinely upset. I was like, man, yeah. like you such a good kid. Like <laughs> right. we were friends. You can't <laughs> trade my friends. And then like, you kind of start to realize like, okay, like, yeah, this is a business. a business. At the end of the day, it is a business. Yeah. Um, and guys get that guys realize that. So it's, it, it, you start to reach out to guys. Like I still talk to quite a few guys that are on other teams. Like yeah. Nick Boca and Justin Viver, two of my best sure. buddies. Oh, yeah. Like we went to, yeah. we went to breakfast every single Saturday that we had off last year. And uh, so you, you still have relationship with those guys and it stinks. You don't get to see them as often, but yeah. like, you know, when you go to Cincy and everything and like, I'm just absolutely giving it to Bokes and Viber, like from the bench <laughs> and like guys are turning around and looking at me and laughing. Like most equipment guys don't chirp right. and we're not supposed to, but like right. sometimes you just can't help well, yourself. Like <laughs> last year's team was so such a tight group. I mean, I, I, even me, I mean, I don't normally text player. I mean, I've been around a long time and yep. I don't normally text guys, but I, I will, I will text Hawk. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I will do that stuff, you know, yeah. because that, that group was just so fun. It was. 
yeah it was it was a very very cool group um i think we had and like that's what everybody keeps asking me that played last year that's not here now they're like man how's the group and i'm like it's unbelievable this yeah. year too however it's different yeah yeah we have a lot younger of a group this year a lot of rookies whereas last year we had a lot of leadership yeah. like poach even though he's not a vet he's yeah. played over 200 games viver you know what i mean like yeah. viver is <laughs> justin vive is one of the best human beings i've ever met in my life like yeah. he took care of me and fitz and maddie so well oh, yeah. and like he he helped run the locker room like he, he was unbelievable like true true captain material but we had aj jenks too like yeah. so it's like yeah. there was no lack of leadership whatsoever and then you've got bouds who was willing to speak up and pd and like yeah the, the leadership that, that we had last year was unbelievable. Um, there was never any doubt like whatsoever. And uh, it was, it was super cool, super cool to be a part of that. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I gave it to Bokes first game he played in Cincinnati. And I believe you got a nasty text from Bokes telling me to I did. do something. Yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. I think you did like the hot and cold or <laughs> I did something. The hot and cold and yeah. I made sure that that Bokes was on there. Yeah, like Nick Boke is minus five <laughs> in the past two games. And he texts me. He's like, Hey, tell Shane. To <laughs> he didn't say it like that, but yeah, he's, he's telling me to, to pass the message along. He's like, Hey, I don't need to know that i already know quit telling him to, tell him to quit saying it so yeah it's good stuff well but then it was like oh, okay well now i gotta pile on everybody from last year's team. oh yeah oh you absolutely have to give it to him it's the best thing in the world best thing in the world that's that's the fun part is when you can i mean it, it's a game right like yeah at the end of the day it's a game yeah and and you get to have fun you get to give people crap and at the end of the day you go you go for drinks after go for dinner after whatever it is yeah. and like you still have a cool relationship but yeah Bokes and Viber, especially, I love to give it to them. Like I love giving it to them, especially my. It, it's like it, like my mouth starts watering if there's a neutral zone face off right in front of the bench because I just tee it up for whoever's there. I felt kind of bad. Uh, there's a guy that has NHL games, Malden from Kalamazoo. Yeah, really good guy, and I probably owe him an apology next time we play Kalamazoo because I had a pretty good one. Uh, he was standing in front of the bench. He wears number 38. And I said, holy cow. And again, this is the PG version. Yeah. I said, uh, <laughs> I've heard of guys using their birth year as their number, but never their age. <laughs> and yeah, he like, he took his mouthpiece out and turned around. He's like, I like that. That was pretty good. So sometimes it's just the little things like that. But uh, yeah, I should probably give him a little apology. Like, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> got, got a little carried away. Oh, that's that's another thing. I mean, you obviously, you hear everything. You hear every chirp. You hear everything. Oh, yeah. and that's, Wich and that's Wichita last year was fun. Uh, oh, I mean, I was just behind. <laughs> Yeah. And I knew what was going on, and uh, yeah, I can't imagine what it was on the bench. Yeah. But uh, but I mean, you hear everything, and again, you know, you're even like, you know, a good chirp is a good chirp. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna put oh, that yeah. into my pocket. You know, I'm not gonna get upset. Like that was funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> Somebody from Indy told me uh, <laughs> I was on the bench for warmups in Indy. Somebody told me they told me I looked like an uglier Brandon Hawkins, and I was like, <laughs> ah. Nah, that one's tough. <laughs> I got to eat that one. I was like, all right, sounds good, man. Thanks for that. So yeah, they, they do, when there's a good one, there's a good one. Yeah, uh, it's it's everybody likes a good chuckle now and then. And, and Matt Bowden's man, do I miss his chirps? Because like, I can only say so much. Like, Benny right. has to reel me in once in a while, and that's yeah. kind of like it's kind of like when your dad yells at you. I'm like, ah, <laughs> like, sorry, dad. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I got to reel it in every once in a while, but. I don't know. It's uh, but is Bowden's the best? Is he? If you had to, if you had to rate him right now, Bowden's is really good. Yeah. Um, Rudd's is pretty good too. Rudd's had a couple good ones this past weekend. Um, I'm trying to think, man. Like people are witty, but then a lot yeah. of it's just like I'm gonna do this to you. Right. Like right. it's not. It's, right, yeah. Right. Like you, you, Like yeah. I think gone are the days of like witty like little yeah. stuff. Now it's just like, hey, I'm gonna hurt you. Right. Like, <laughs> Hey, don't do that, or I'll 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 be not nice to you too. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, 
Bouds is pretty good with stuff. Rudd's had a couple good ones this past weekend. Yeah, guys are good. Petey's good. Um, Barnes is hilarious. Yes. That kid. <laughs> and I keep telling him, like, man, you got to chirp more. Like, you're funny. Yeah. You're funny. But I can't let his head get too big either. Like, <laughs> he's like the little brother that you just want to stuff in a locker and, like, just bully a little bit. But, like, you love him at the oh, same exactly. time. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. anybody does anything to him, you're the first one there. Yeah. You're like, no, you don't do that. Only I do that. You know what I mean? Like, no, I get to make fun of him, not you. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's funny. He's I, I figured that out well. on our first road trip. Like, oh. Barnaby's gonna be the punching bag. <laughs> oh yeah, he's and he takes it. He wears it really, really yeah. well. He's uh, he's an unbelievable cat. Obviously, comes from a good household with his old man. Yeah. His old man just gives oh, it to wonderful. him just as yeah. much. Yeah. And, uh, really, really cool. Uh, cool kid, cool family for sure. Yeah. So now, last year during the finals, again, one of the weirdest things we had to play in two practice rinks. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about Wichita. Let's start, let's start with there. Oh boy. Uh, so we're our locker room is basically on the other side of the rink. We had to like walk. We were on one. There's a rink. There's a dressing room and there's the rink where we play on. Yeah. So we have to go back and forth and this is a practice rink. So you don't have your normal facilities. You don't have dryers. You don't have, I mean, uh, towels. I don't think you guys had towels, right? We had to bring them from the hotel. Exactly. Yeah. It was, uh, (laughs) it was an experience. So like that was kind of our, our punchline last year. We actually had shirts made of it. Uh, like, Anytime that like something like that would happen, Randy Gazzola started it. He started looking at guys and he goes, "That's Eastern. <laughs> That's the Eastern League." So we got T-shirts made that said the Eastern League and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it's just little things like that that like you can't make it up. It, like yeah. you, you cannot draw that stuff up. I mean, Wichita and and all credit to them. Like they tried their best. Oh, yeah. oh, it was absolutely. no fault of their oh, own. Absolutely. Like the arena was gone. Yeah. But yeah. I felt bad too because they couldn't even get into their own building. So yeah. like I don't know if people know this or not, but when we're on the road, the visiting team takes care of our laundry and then yeah. vice versa. So when the like next weekend Cincinnati's coming here, they're coming from Indy, they'll get in probably midnight, one o'clock, and I have to meet them there, do their laundry for the next day, so they're done. Wichita did not have access to their own rink, yeah. but they still were responsible for our laundry. So they were driving to the local laundromat and feeding the machine quarters to make sure that our laundry was done for the next day. So it was just like little things like that that it was like, oh my gosh. So I felt bad, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I, I could only do so much from yeah. my end too. I mean, um, obviously we're on the bus, so it's a lot of Uber rides and stuff back and forth. So I couldn't even like go over there and help them out yeah. uh, to get back to the hotel and everything. So. Wichita was a definitely, definitely interesting strategy. And then for some reason, like guys were really struggling with their gloves getting soaked and then they yeah. wouldn't dry. So we were pulling like, if guys were scratched and whatever, I was like pulling their gloves out. So guys had a second pair yeah. to like switch in and out. Like it was just little, little things like that. The ice was way bigger. So like guys were, legs were dying. So we had guys changing their hollow to go a little bit less like sharp so that their legs lasted yeah. longer. Like it was just a bunch of little adjustments that it was like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? <laughs> But we stole one. That was the goal. Yeah. Came back. It worked out. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, South Carolina, you had the same thing. But I mean, you've, but you, you came from, I mean, you worked at Indiana Tech and yeah. you did all. So I was like, you're, you're used to that. Anyway. Yeah. And I certainly, think, yeah, I think I was fresh yeah. enough away from Indiana right. Tech that it was still like, oh, right. like I've dealt right. with stuff like this before, right. which was good. Um, South Carolina, they did a good job, like I said, of trying to make sure we were good to go. There was a little miscommunication with their equipment guy. They're supposed to supply us a sharpener. Mm-hmm. And we got down there and they didn't have a sharpener for me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do? We're here for five days, yeah. like, uh, three games. I had to go into the pro shop. So like <laughs> in South Carolina, they, they did like, uh, I think it was general admission or something yeah. like that where yeah. the guys were like, people were lined up for these games at like 1 PM yeah. for like a seven o'clock puck drop out in the lobby. And I was like, oh my goodness. So like 
2 p.m. I'm walking through with a shopping cart full of skates trying to get to the pro shop because they didn't have anywhere for me to transport them. So I have a legitimate, like, Kroger shopping cart full of skates. I'm like, excuse me, pardon me. People are giving it to me. Doesn't matter if you sharpen them or not. We're beating your asses. And I'm like, oh, okay, guys. I'm just trying to do my job. Can you guys move, please? Like, So, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun experience. But another another top tier, like, their, their staff down there was first class like yeah. relationships that you build that I'm good friends with their guy still he's now with the Texas Stars in the American Hockey League and uh unbelievable guy he took really good care of us so that was good too yeah. but I think uh the funniest way that, that you can describe or like sum that up obviously aside from the uh the 10 foot ceilings that pucks <laughs> just kept hitting and everything else the funniest part was that they didn't have a trapezoid yeah so they had for to the goalies, so they were spray painting it red <laughs> and I guess in the series prior when they were playing Greenville Greenville was wearing white jerseys and somebody like in the first period bit it behind the net and slid through the like red spray paint and they couldn't get it out of his jersey so the back of this guy's white jersey was legitimately just red and like the equipment guy was like i can't believe this like i can't get it out so it was a spray painted white jersey because he slid through the spray paint back behind the crease so that was i was like oh my gosh guys please stay on your feet for the first five minutes until it freezes over at least i don't feel like dealing with that so it was pretty funny. So when you're on the road like that and something like that happens, I mean, that's obviously weird, but if there's something like an equipment where you can't, you got to get something. I mean, what, what do you do? I mean, you're well, yeah, I think it's, it's good, especially like being within our own division here, like Cincinnati, like Chris Burke is like the head of our equipment guy yeah. thing. So you got issues, you go to him and, uh, we've all got a pretty good relationship. Like everybody is super helpful. They're understanding, like even in Toledo when I was dressing as backup, like I literally walked over there in pads and I was like, Hey guys, like if I need stuff, I don't, I'm going to yeah. need you guys' help. Um, matter of fact, I think it was the first game we played here. Bill Higgins had to dress as backup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he came over yeah. during morning skate, and he's like, I might need your guys' help tonight. So I ended up fixing, like, three of their guys' skate, or yeah. maybe two. I don't remember. I had to do some rivets on one of his skates and whatever. So it's just it, it all comes back around. Like, yeah. we all help each other out, and you'll need help at some point. I'll need help at some point. So yeah. luckily, everybody in our, our division has been pretty good about stuff like that. Now, uh, again, that's something for equipment managers now. Guys in the American League, they can use different sticks. Yep. So you have that also. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, uh, we've got a good relationship with Henderson, obviously. Um, they've got no issue sending guys down with those sticks, but yeah. like the price difference is crazy. Right, so like right. when we're ordering sticks for guys, like it's it's crazy to like when you have those guys assigned and you're responsible for yeah. purchasing them, like to get them in is crazy. I think it's two hundred and thirty five dollars a stick compared to the like the ones that we get through our league are like yeah. ninety five or something like that. They were ten bucks when I played. Well, yeah, which is crazy, right? Yeah, and they also weighed six pounds. But uh, solid wood. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, so you're dealing with that. Um, but Henderson's had no issues with uh, sending down stock for us. Connor I think right now we have Connor Corcoran, Linda McCallum. I'm trying to think around the room. Is that it? That's it. Will Graber. <laughs> okay. Will yeah, Graber. Well. Yep. So those are the yeah. three that are on exemptions right now. So they and they it, it's kinda like a a running joke. Like you'll hear guys chirp guys for using CCMs and there's a couple guys in Indianapolis that right in front of our bench and I again I gotta watch what I say, man. Like sometimes <laughs> sometimes I get carried away and it's a close game and blah blah blah. I don't know. There's a defenseman and I'll leave his name unspoken because he's not very good, I in my opinion. But anyways, uh he was like on the blue line of the CCM and I said something like whoever whoever signed you to an American League deal lost their job. How's it feel to know that his family can't eat because they signed you? And like so you gotta <laughs> You got to reel it in sometimes. It is, right? Like, but you get carried away and it's like, ah. So, yeah. I'm working on it. I got to get a muzzle down there or something. You guys are going to see me with a muzzle. 
no time. That's why I chew gum. That way I keep That's my true. mouth like yeah. quiet. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. speaking of that, I, I do want the variety pack of the double bubble. Okay. I keep bringing that up. Okay. You just have the that, that That's the oh my only complaint. Well, thank that's God, it. that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Joe did have the variety. It was the it was the it was the the watermelon. It was all these other flavors. Okay. And now you're just now it's just bubble gum. So okay. I'm just I'm just a little disappointed. Now I will say if you go the drawer higher, we've got watermelon. We've got it's, a bunch of. No, it's want, not double. Bubble, I want double but, bubble. Okay. That's the thing. Right. It's got to be double bubble. You know what? Here's a funny story about double bubble. <laughs> uh, Justin Vibes' first game. Yes. He uh, he's a big double bubble guy. I think yeah. He goes like four pieces during warmups. I, yeah. I don't know how his jaw doesn't hurt. To be honest with you, that stuff is horrible. But anyways. I didn't stock double bubble because I'm thinking like, okay, <laughs> these guys would much rather have like good gum. Right. Like, come on, nobody wants double bubble. And the first game, he starts freaking out. He's like, Sky, where the hell is the double bubble? And I'm like, Viver, you actually want that stuff? He's like, yeah. So I had to, we stocked the visiting team with gum too. I had to go steal six pieces of double bubble for Viver from the visiting <laughs> locker room because I didn't have any on my side. And uh, the next time I went and picked up gum, I bought him his own bin. And I wrote Justin, I, it was like a childhood thing. I was like, Justin V's gum allowance and like put it under his stall. So he had his own double bubble all year. It's pretty funny. But yeah, it's little things like that that you have no idea. Like guys yeah. are very quirky and very yeah. like superstitious about yeah. stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that, that's been the biggest adjustment I think to the pro games. <laughs> Lots of superstitions. You try to stay out of the way of some and get involved in others. And uh, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Yeah, because we, yeah, guys are superstitious. I mean, is there, has there any been anyone like I want my sticks like this? I want my gloves right here. I want no. Actually, I think I'm the most superstitious one as far as gear goes. <laughs> really? Like I, I like everything to look like the same. Um, yeah. That's like my one. I don't care through the week during practice. Like if guys have certain ways they want their stuff, go ahead. I don't care. But like game days are my one. Like. I want the locker room to look good. Like I, I just remember like coming in when I was playing in college and like when everything's set up, like it just, it, it carries a different feel. Like I think even the Coliseum, like the age of the building, like when you walk in on a game day, you smell the almonds like go oh, yeah. in and yeah. like the lights are brighter yeah. than during the week yeah. and they've got the video boards on. Like it just like, it kind of gets your blood going a little bit yeah. more than like just a normal practice day. So I kind of always remember that feeling when I played of like having the locker room set up and like, so that was my big thing was like, all right, like I'm going to make sure that that's my one priority that every jersey's like looks good. Like yeah, the kit bags go on the left gloves next to the helmet, palms down, yeah. knee pads, elbow pad. Like, so yeah, I, I tried to, I try to make sure that everything looks good about the same way. But as far as superstitions go, I think most, the, the weird ones are always like the guys that like tape their stick and then they like put it in a weird spot. So nobody touches it. <laughs> Like, they'll either flip it upside down or they'll, like, put it, like, a couple guys, like, put them in the corner, like, next to the closet where nobody can even see their sticks, and then they'll go, like, open the closet door to grab their sticks. I'm like, what are you guys doing, man? Like, nobody's going to take your stick. We're good. But, yeah, if they've, they've, they got their superstitions, I try to just stay out of the way. That was a, that was a Joe thing. He called them stupid stitions. So, like, yeah, no, stay out of the way right. of his stupid stitchin. Like, got it. I will. Sorry about that. I hope we left all of you in suspense for part two of my interview with Skylar Garber. It's going to be out next week. I want to thank Skylar for coming in and having a, a great chat with me. I think we could have talked for another hour, and I think we'll have to probably have him back in uh, maybe uh, towards the end of the season and see if he's got any more uh, terrific stories. So that is part one of uh, the interview with Skylar Garber. Part number two coming up next week. I want to thank you for listening to the Huntington University Comets Podcast.